Hello, and welcome back to Deep Lorable, a podcast where a couple of friends dredge the internet for the deepest lore. I'm Michael Bastine. And I'm Billy Staples. And this week, our topic is the Easter Bunny, which I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. I hear it. I hear your voices constantly. Easter was like a couple weeks ago. Why, why the Easter Bunny now? Well, because it seemed like a good idea. I'm, I actually didn't have any, I didn't have any better reason than that one. So Billy, uh, for the people who don't know, what's the Easter Bunny all about? So the Easter Bunny or Easter Rabbit is the symbol of the holiday Easter in which kids are given chocolate and small toys after coloring various eggs and depending on the family, maybe even finding those hidden eggs on uh, little Easter egg rabbit hunts. Were you were you an egg hunt household? My my parents were not. However, when my nieces were born or when my when my niece was born, we went to a friend's house for Easter and we had like a huge family get get together there and we hid eggs then. Okay. So so your nieces were but you you were not much yeah. of a your your family was not much of a egg hunt household. Nah. We might have done it like once or twice just around the house but there's only so many places you can hide eggs. Yeah. We we were more we didn't really I think we did a couple egg hunts. Um we usually so our the churches that we went to usually had like a large scale Easter egg hunt. Which is really more of an Easter egg gather than anything. Yeah. A large field of plastic colored eggs, usually with some variety of candy stowed inside. Uh, but within our household itself, we would often hide Easter baskets when we were younger. Mm. Uh, which usually, we're not usually super like dynamic. Uh, I don't exactly come from a very wealthy family, so you know. Yeah. Uh, some candy, the occasional stuffed animal or something. It was a fun time. It was also never quite as like seriously adhered to amongst my family as Christmas was. Uh, obviously, being uh, pretty pretty devout Christians, the celebration of Easter itself was pretty seriously adhered to. Or I guess not seriously, but you get the idea. We we celebrated it regularly. Yeah. But the the hiding of Easter baskets and stuff fairly quickly, quicker than Christmas kind of dipped into, you know, occasionally we give each other like a box of candy when Easter rolls around. There are no more no more baskets or anything. That said, getting into research on the Easter bunny and kind of where that all came from, because obviously so like the celebration of Easter, at least from from the Christian perspective, is all about Jesus dying on the cross and stuff and coming back from the dead. And is it's a lot more, at least it has always seemed to me to be a lot more of a religious holiday than even Christmas. Not that Christmas isn't, just Christmas was often a lot more based around, you know, Santa Claus and yeah. uh, a celebration of the of the winter, like the winter solstice kind of thing. It was interesting to kind of really dig into the the story kind of behind the Easter Bunny and find that there are a lot more. There seem to be, from what I can tell, much stronger um, 
for lack of a better term, much stronger like pagan roots than than I expected. Uh, how much, Billy? How much did you like? Did you find like what 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 kind of stuff did you find on the Easter Bunny before I? So I found uh, a fair bit about the I guess origin of the mm-hmm. of the rabbit. Yeah, as well as some potential theories as to why nowadays we use colored eggs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's a lot of the yeah, rabbit hole um, that I dug into. So to kind of back up a little bit, the most concrete origins that I can kind of that I could kind of find for the Easter Bunny were actually from uh, German immigrants, uh, German Lutherans who had a tradition of a sort of an egg laying rabbit or hare named uh the Osterhaus forgive my german yes which seemed to have a very similar role as the 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 Christkind uh or the Father Christmas from the german tradition is that kind of is that kind of the angle that you were that you found that you were looking at so i did find that i also found uh another theory which the reason we use the rabble symbol is it rabble from symbol. The, the rabbit symbol. Sorry. No, hang on. The rabble symbol. I like it. Uh, it stems from the ancient pagan, uh, ancient pagan tradition. The ancient pagan tradition, maybe? Yes. I'm. It was believed to have started the celebration of Easter from the festival of Aoster, mm-hmm. which honored the goddess of the spring and some other things, but yeah. those aren't. Well, hey, uh, the goddess of fertility, we can go there. This is like, you know, this show might be a family friendly show, but fertility is a thing that is not strictly we don't have to go into graphic detail. But that really seemed to be like the whole situation with the uh, the goddess Aoster. Again, pardon our German. There's a lot of back and forth, like a lot of not controversy in the traditional sense where it's like, should we be talking about this uh, fertility goddess? But but a lot more like, was this goddess even real? Did you did you find much about that? So I didn't I didn't specifically look into mm-hmm. the goddess because that didn't cross my mind in an episode about the Easter Bunny. You're right. I It's a bit of a deviation from kind of what our main topic was. I just, I got really off onto this tangent because that seemed to be the most concrete place that I could find mention or where a an Easter rabbit might have come from. Rabbits being frequently attributed uh, as symbols of, you know, fertility and eggs also having that kind of connotation, especially with, you know, the whole Phoenix egg situation with the whole rebirth and that kind of thing, which off comes around right around the vernal equinox, which is when this with celebration kind of happens ish. And that, so that springtide celebration and it all wraps it up in kind of a nice bow. But if you take out Aoster, that kind of starts to go like that, that kind of starts to get into Okay, where did the symbol of the rabbit come from then? In my research, I found uh, the most famous or infamous kind of place that people have found reference to Aoster comes from a Christian writer in, I think, like the 18th century uh, by the name of Bede, 
B-E-D-E, and this this person's mention of Aoster and that goddess and the celebration of that goddess being the sort of the origin for the what eventually became kind of the Christian celebration of Easter. And that does definitely seem to be where we get the word Easter from. Like that, that goddess is, regardless of whether or not that goddess is real, that is where the the term has generated from as it has translated over the past couple hundred years into English and into, you know, um, the United States, the, like, culture and stuff. But until roughly 1954, there seemed to be a very strong back and forth between scholars trying to figure out, okay, did we invent, did Bede invent this deity? Is it something that was actually a thing? Bede was backed up by one Jacob Grimm. And Billy, I bet you can guess what uh, Brother Grimm we're talking about here. It would be one of the Brothers Grimm from like all of the old fairy tales. But then around in 1950, 1958, sorry, not 1954. In 1958, there was apparently the discovery of something called the Metronai Austriahenai. And I don't know fully what this is, which bothers me. I did a lot of digging to try and find this thing. The best I could tell is it's some kind of um, altar or not necessarily altar, but a place of a place of religious significance to the people who would have worshipped uh, this this deity, this Aoster. And it seems like there's sort of a, a number of similar deities that came from kind of the same place, but just are linked to different cultures, which are probably derived from sort of the same source. But honestly, I still don't know, even after doing all this research and stuff, I still don't know for sure not only whether or not this Aoster existed as like an actual deity that was worshipped, but there there was question brought up in my research even whether or not Aoster's sacred animal was a rabbit, which opens up a whole other kettle of questions. Yeah. So you you were you have you have shown me a very good picture of a little fl- fluffy critter. Uh, please tell me the story about this thing. As we have here in America and some in other some in some other countries, we have the Easter Bunny. <laughs> well, Australia and Germany, these are the only two that I could really find, and this is only some parts of Germany mm-hmm. have their own bunny uh, Easter Bunny type equivalent. Mm-hmm. Australia has the Easter Bilby. Okay, and that is what this little critter is? And that's what that little critter is. It definitely looks like something that, it it looks fake. Like, this does not look like a real, it looks like someone heard about what a rabbit was and tried to make one. It is apparently just an indigenous creature over in Australia. Why have I not heard about the Bilby? I love them. I haven't heard about them either. They're so small. I I guess nowadays they're part of the endangered list. Yeah, that's fair. They're just very small. No, we can't find them. We put them. We have to assume they're on the endangered species list because they're just yeah. so hard to find. And then Germany has the Easter fox. Germany's got a lot of good Easter traditions, by the way. I I continued my detour into other things when I saw a lot of fire involved. 
So tell me about the Easter fox, because I, I looked into a little bit and it seems to have something to do with uh, dying and coloring eggs. So I tired me at like 2 a.m. is <laughs> apparently apparently in, in other parts of Germany, instead of a fox, it's a rooster. Yeah. You know, I saw some about that, too. Um, that was interesting to me. There are some things regarding the Easter rabbit that um, well, I'm cool. Well, hmm. they apparently have another Eastern, another German Easter tradition is Easter egg shooting. Yeah, which sounds very American. I'm not going to lie. I, I, yeah, I'm kind of sad that we don't do that. <laughs> I, it's how did we not come up with that one? Like who does it? Who do who who in the United States didn't come up with that? So to describe this, they take they go to the local shooting range, and they have this open to all shooting event where people take air rifles, which are airsoft guns or maybe even BB rifles, but they'll shoot them at targets, and if you hit the target, which is like it's a small target, you win a colored egg. Which is just, again, very American. Yeah. It's kind of a good old-fashioned America kind of tradition. I'm surprised. American, oh, yeah, go ahead. The American equivalent to that would be like, or like the way, I'm assuming the way that we would more Americanize it would be the bigger the caliber, the <laughs> better of a, the better of an I'm egg you get. I'm imagining like a 16, a six, a six-year-old. I'm imagining like a six-year-old just with like an AK-47 or a 50 cal <laughs> handgun. Desert Eagle. Desert Eagle. This here, got, is a, this here is a 57 Magnum, most powerful handgun in the world. You got Uncle Uncle John coming over with the Barrett 50 cal. Oh, it's Uncle Sam. Let me, uh, let's be clear Uncle here. Sam puts a hole through the target. Challenge mode active. Hollow out, hollow out Easter eggs. Put those little, those little firecrackers in them. <laughs> Oh, that's just a grenade, isn't it? Yeah. Whoops. I've invented a grenade. Never mind. Never mind that we already had it. Uh, grenades. God, imagine. Imagine for Easter if we replaced the military's hand grenades with Easter like eggs filled with confetti explosives. If I if I ran an arms like an arms dealing like an arms developing kind of company, I would put confetti in the grenades. You throw a grenade, it goes off, and then this. As you're walking through the village, you can go like, "All right, grenade went off there, over there." <laughs> it's just confetti I, everywhere. I wonder if confetti would even survive in like the insides of a grenade. Grenades are pretty violent, all things considered. I imagine they wouldn't, because of the immense heat that an explosion gives off. You know what makes me kind of sad is that I'm pretty sure that people in that the like soldiers in the military don't color grenades for Easter. That would be an interesting tradition. It would be a very good tradition, though. You're just sitting at sitting at back at base and just coloring your grenades bright colors. Get into get into combat. You know exactly whose grenades are whose. <laughs> you just. You set one off and the enemy just gets hit with like multicolored shrapnel. The uh, the quartermaster is wearing rabbit ears. Oh. I, As he's hanging out these grenades. I was going to say, I'm imagining on. this like 
built six foot something grizzled never smiled a day in his life uh guy with just uh rabbit ears on his head one of the other german traditions that i found which i had to talk about because it's wonderful um involves a large wooden wheel oh you stuff hay into this wooden wheel and i think i see where this put is going. a long wooden pole through the uh, wheel's axle to keep it to help it keep its balance and you then light it on fire and roll it down a hill at night. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, if the wheel reaches all the way to the bottom intact, a good harvest is predicted from this. I'm just invested in a large burning wheel jump <laughs> rolling down the hill at midnight. Why do the Germans have so many better Easter traditions than us? We're supposed to be the crazy ones. I don't know. All we have nowadays for Easter tradition is besides giving candy and singing songs of an Easter rabbit, we go to McDonald's for munch. We have songs for Easter? Yeah, you never, um, Little Rabbit Foo Foo? That was supposed to be an Easter song. Isn't that like a morbid something? Like, isn't that song terrible? A little bit. Little bit. That again, we're America. We have the subtlety of a rotten egg. I, I disavow myself of that title. I didn't know that was supposed to be an Easter song. I thought that was just I'll, like a nursery rhyme that kids put together because they're children. And this makes me kind of sad. I'll look I'll look into it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was No, I believe for you. Easter. I've never heard of that. Like I'm I I there's Easter quote there's Easter songs relating to sort of the Christian side of things, the religious aspects. There's a, there's a, there are a number of like worship songs and stuff and stuff before for kind of Easter Sunday, but man. So I do have, I do have another theory as to why we color eggs. Mm -hmm. So according, according to history.com, the tradition of decorating Easter eggs may have actually dated back to the 13th century when they were traditionally a forbidden food during Lent season. Yeah, which they you can still consider them a, that sometimes. Depends on kind of depends on uh how liturgical, I think is is really the word I'm looking for, how uh conservative or 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 otherwise your church is uh or your family is specifically to depending on how rigorously or rigidly you adhere to sort of Lenten rules. But uh, people would decorate the eggs during the fasting period, so that way when it came to an end, they'd have something bright and colorful to eat. Yeah, I could see that. I could also definitely see colored eggs being used as a sort of, okay, we're done with uh, fasting for Lent now. Now we get, you know, this colorful sort of celebratory snack yeah you know billy i was gonna ask why we didn't die deviled eggs and then and then i thought about it and i kind of answered my own question <laughs> it'd be a little challenging to die deviled eggs wouldn't it yeah a little bit so did you you guys did you guys die eggs much when you were we we would die that was pretty much the only easter tradition other than giving the little children baskets yeah is 
that's the only other tradition we did. Okay. And I remember we would we would dye the eggs, give make them all bright colors, mm-hmm. and then like put them all together, get a picture of it. And then they would sit there for the next week. And then we would either find a way to consume them or get rid of them. Gotcha. So we always did a vinegar dye in our family, like a, a white a white vinegar. Yeah. And then you put a little bit of food coloring in them. D- is that what you guys would do on your end too? That's mostly what we do. Okay. Because yeah. the you can use other things to dye eggs. There was something, I saw something floating around about flour, but uh, specifically in relation to the Easter fox or the rooster, there is a theory that it came from dyeing the eggs with onions or onion skins, which would give the eggs a sort of reddish brown tint. Yeah. This seems like a causation and correlation thing to me personally, without having without having seen enough of information to really make a call one way or another. That this feels like the kind of thing where it's like we have the Easter fox and or or, or like from an outsider's point of view, they're like, okay, well, this group of people has the Easter fox and when they dye their eggs, their eggs all come out this one specific color that kind of looks like foxes. Maybe that's the thing when, you know, in reality, it didn't really have anything to do with each other. They just, they, that was the way they had figured out to dye food or food to dye eggs. Considering this was a time where vinegar probably wasn't on in the easiest to acquire sort of state. That one I'm not 100% sure on. I don't really know the story of vinegar. I lied. Vinegar's been around forever. Ah. The earliest notice, uh, the earliest records of vinegar come from 5000 BC. Oh. So, you know, upwards of literally 7,000 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. But that still may have been because uh, the other thing using vinegar as a dye, you still have to have like actual, you know, food dye. Vinegar itself doesn't necess- doesn't like dye the eggs. It just allows the eggs to be dyed. Right. It's like an adhe- adhering agent kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, though, the way the the Easter the Easter rabbit is not. I expected when we started doing research on the Easter rabbit. I expected there to be a lot of, well, we don't know where the Easter rabbit came from. And we got some of that in the form of, um, you know, talking about Bede and the Aoster, the goddess Aoster. But we still have kind of a distinct origin for this, this figure. And... While I was kind of digging through this story of Aoster and the story of, okay, well, is she an actual goddess that was worshipped, or is this something made up by Bede, or or this thing, or that thing, it really kind of started striking me just how much, you know, stories like this, where do they come from? I I always kind of think about this whenever we start talking about mythological creatures and and traditions and stuff. Anthropology is always such a fascinating sort of subject in that sense where it's like, okay, who, 
how did the worshiping of this goddess get started? Who was the first one to do this kind of thing? And even if Bede back in, you know, the 1800s made up this goddess, who's to say that that wasn't assuming assuming for a minute playing the game of okay let's assume it was made up let's assume bead made up this creature uh or not this creature but this goddess on one hand okay so this goddess was never worshipped by an older civilization on the other hand does that make her any less valid of like a goddess in comparison to you know the other like how how does a religion like that get started? Yeah, I don't. So, I have another possible origin for the Easter Bunny, but this one is actually more closer a origin for the Easter Nest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, which quick sidetrack uh, within the German tradition, sometimes the kids would make like nests where the bunny yeah. the Easter Bunny could leave eggs and would sometimes leave out carrots in kind of the same way that we would uh, cookies for Santa Claus. All right, carry on. So hundreds of years ago, there was Duchess Rosalina von Lindenberg. Of the cheese? Who went into hiding with... Shrug. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Okay. Probably not, but there is a kind of cheese Uh, called Lindenberg. She went into hiding with her children and servants to in a remote village to es- escape a war. And for saving her life, she thanked the people who protected her by bringing them chickens who laid eggs. She wanted to make this extra special for the children, so she had to build little nests. She then secretly colored some of the eggs and hid them in the nests. When the kids discovered the colored eggs, they were excited and a little confused when a rabbit came running out of the bushes. And so the kids presumed the bunny had brought the eggs. So quick sidetrack, because I got real excited for a minute as I found uh, the historical duchy of Limburg. It is not Lindenburg cheese. It is Limburg cheese or Limburger cheese. And apparently does originate from a, a historical sort of duchy. Not the one that we were talking about, but that kind of good jumps back to another thing that I was looking at in regards to Eoster. That story that you you just kind of were talking about, because yeah. I seem to remember somebody making somebody making a comment in in some historical writing about oh, sort of Eo, perhaps Eoster or Eos the rabbit must have at one point been a bird. With the idea that Aoster changed this bird into a rabbit, and that is why the rabbit lays eggs. I feel like that might that might kind of link into the story that you're talking about right here. Maybe. Because it would definitely it would definitely lead to like a mistranslation kind of thing could absolutely lead to this confusion of a rabbit being the symbol of Aoster, and then from there, uh, just sort of the cultural impact of it expands and cements things in that were once just rumor, turning it into a whole a whole deal. 
Because, you know, we're like we're we're celebrating Easter. We're not celebrating Aoster. Like even the derivation of the name is obvious. But my point is just we are many steps removed from whatever the origin may have been for the Easter rabbit and for the the celebration of the time of Easter. Even biblically speaking, Christianity has just been a little better at documenting like certain things, but something tells me the timeline on that isn't quite one to one because you got to remember the celebration of Jesus' death and resurrection happens immediately after the Passover, which is a, a Jewish tradition involving a lot of other, a lot of others. There's a lot of story that kind of goes into this whole, this whole shebang. But um, the Jewish celebration of the Passover immediately precedes uh, the death and resurrection of, of Jesus, not just as kind of a, okay, we decided to do it around this time, but because biblically speaking, Jesus went from celebrating the Passover with his disciples to within the next day, like within the next few days being taken into custody and put on trial, and then executed. Well, you know, we don't always have to have a super long episode, and I think I think this episode's gonna... I think this is about where we're gonna have to call it. The, yeah. the well was not necessarily as deep on this episode, but I do think that this whole, this whole topic was very interesting, and I, I encourage anybody who, who wants to get lost down a bit of a rabbit hole to get, like, look into it. Look into... The goddess Aoster and and kind of the origins of the Easter Bunny. It's interesting, and perhaps you'll be able to find some documents and stuff that we were not able to discover, including like that historical that that thing, that nebulous thing that was discovered in 1958, the Metronai Austria Henai. Man, I'm probably butchering that, but you know, eh. probably probably happens. For these spoilers out of context, we should definitely put the bilby. Oh, absolutely. I I posted a picture of uh, a little little fox cub or kit or whatever yeah, they're called. I love him. Because I did find a little bit on the the fox, the Easter fox. I don't I don't that I think that picture is just a, a stock photo that the site that I was looking at was using. But also I couldn't I could not look at that face. Yeah, we can post the picture of the Bilby. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow us at Deplorable on Twitter so that you can keep up to date with uh, updates and and that's kind of where we'll let you know when the next episode airs or if the episode is going to be delayed like it was for Easter. Alternatively, get in touch with us on Gmail at uh, DeplorableContact at gmail.com. That'll be a good place to get get us your topic suggestions. Again, we're we're not running to the bottom of the barrel, but we could always use more suggestions. Like, like keep them coming. Yes, Billy, is there is there anything else you have before we close up shop? No. All right. Well, then, thank you all again for listening. I'm Michael Bastine, and I'm Billy Staples, and you will hear from us next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.